Hi, my name is Ted, and we're coming to you from the Jolly Roger Sailing Club. And today, for the premiere episode, we don't have a name, by the way, for this. So if you decide you would like to help us, give us a name. Next time you see Phil, you can tell him. But tonight's episode is going to be called A Heartbeat Away. (laughs) Because right now I'm with Phil, the Vice Commodore of Jolly Roger Sailing Club. How are you tonight, Phil? I'm I'm doing good, Ted. Thank you. What what does a vice commodore do? As little as possible. Well, elaborate. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, vice commodore is kind of a catch-all um, in the club, and um, at our club, uh, a lot of the officers have a tendency to wear a lot of hats. Uh, specifically, the vice commodore is, uh, per our constitution, to stand in if the commodore is absent. And uh, also, um, the vice commodore is responsible for keeping track of work hours that our club members are, are um, obligated to perform. We're an all-volunteer club, so obviously we we don't have employees, so uh, we have our members do work hours. How many hours are they required to do, Phil? Is it a lot? It's 16, 16 for um, an active member, eight for a social member. But to be honest with you, you've got some members in this club that, that put in well over 100 hours every year. So that's uh, – and then there are some members that for one reason or another uh, can't complete the 16 that they're required to. Now, you mentioned different layers and you said social member. Can you please kind of tell how, you know, what makes those different levels? Well, we're predominantly a sailing club. So if you are the owner of a sailboat and you wish to join the club, you become an active member. Um, But we also have social memberships, which are available to... um, individuals who don't own sailboats but still want to be a member of the club and there are several reasons for that to uh, for that to happen um, so they they would come in as a social member in addition to that um, previous members of the club who have maybe outgrown a small boat and have moved into a bigger uh, into a bigger vessel and now uh, dock their boat somewhere else or may have joined another club, they can also be members, uh, uh, what we call associate members. Um, and then we also have junior members, which you are very well familiar with since you're in charge of junior sailing here at the club. And we also have honorary members where we recognize about a dozen people a year who um, we give honorary status to. So you're saying you would not have to own a boat to be a member of the sailing club. That's correct. But if you didn't own a boat, would there be opportunity to go sailing? Yes, there would. We have uh, we have two right now um, club boats um, that if you have shown a proficiency and are able to sail, you can check those out. We do that on a, on a donation basis. And we have a third uh, uh, boat that's probably going to come into our, our fleet um, Next year. And there's also, as a social member, you have opportunities to crew on, on active members' boats. A lot of our members uh, race their boats at different times during the summer. And if you're a social member of the club, normally you can find a ride on one of the uh, active members' 
boats. Oh, I forgot to read something before we got we got going. Um, this is a disclaimer. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Now, I was not going to read this, but after I did a little comedy routine here, I got this letter that came to me and it said, please refrain from any references to people at Jolly Roger Sailing Club. If this happens again, you will ask be asked to resign from the club. And I, I kind of took that personally. It was it, somebody had cut up magazine and uh, used the little letters from it. You know, Phil, when I was on your boat taking it out of the water this weekend, I saw a bunch of cut up magazines down there. And you told me it was from your grandkids making a collage. What do you have to say about that? Well, what I have to say is that is totally false. You've made all of this up. And since I'm not a real person, per your disclaimer, it really doesn't matter what I did on my boat over the weekend. That is true. Well, let's. I have a few questions here to test your intelligence. And uh, this should be interesting. Okay. All right. This first one is going to come from science. Please tell me what is Avogadro's number? Three. No, I'm sorry. It's 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd. We would have also accepted 8675309 because everybody knows he's married to Jenny. So you got that one wrong. Here's number two. If you were driving your car faster than the speed of light and you turned on your headlights, would they do anything? Uh, I would like to uh, phone a friend. Well, that's going to be impossible, friend, because you don't have any friends, Phil. So who I, would will you call? I will answer three. Three's not even a choice. You could call Mary your wife, but she probably wouldn't pick up the phone because she knows you're on the air right now. All right. Well, here's the last question. How many chickens would it take to be able to kill a lion? Three. Ooh, how did you come up with that number? I'm just, uh, every answer is I'm that, giving is three. Is every answer is three? Right. Okay, well, I would say it would depend on if the chicken came from Popeye's, KFC, or uh, churches, but... But that's just me. All right, moving on, since you didn't do well on those. So how did you get into sailing anyways? Tell me how that started. Um, I was at a, a party uh, and that was at my wife's work. And uh, the husband of one of the ladies that she um, worked with uh, walked up to me and said, hey, I bought a sailboat. Uh, do you want to do a sailboat race? And I said, well, I don't know how to sail. And he says, oh, I can teach you in 15 minutes. And so that weekend, uh, went and did a regatta and uh, fell in love with it. I've sailed with you before, too. I know you probably learned in 15 minutes. But anyways, how long have you been sailing? I've, I've been sailing uh, since 2001. Ooh, so quite a long time. A little over 20 years. Now, when you started off, you started right off in racing, it sounds like. Now, Tell me, when did you start racing your own boat? Um, that would have been uh, 2003. Okay. And I know from uh, sailing with you that you've, you've had pretty good, pretty successful season. Um, I know you had a couple. Well, tell us. You had a first place. What was that in? Um, actually, I, I don't think. We had a bunch of second places this year. Wasn't your long distance race first for Bay Week? Uh, oh, the, uh, the deep water. Yeah. The deep water was, was first place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. that was the one, that was the one first place we got all year. And then we got a, a lot of second places this year. Okay. You know, I, I, like I say, I have sailed with you, so I know you have, um, 
you're pretty proficient. Um, what would you say, what is one of the most interesting things that ever happened to you when you were sailing? I hit a bridge. Ooh, tell us about the bridge story. You told me over the weekend about that. Well, the, uh, we were actually delivering a boat. A friend of mine, uh, his brother, his brother's boss wanted a boat delivered from Lake Huron to um, Lake Michigan, actually to Lake Charlevoix, which is on the uh, western side of, um, of Michigan itself, on the eastern side of Lake Michigan. And the wind had died and we were being towed. <laughs> we were being towed uh, into what uh, is called Round Lake, which is between Lake Charlevoix and Lake Michigan. And there was a drawbridge there and the guy towing us towed us directly into the drawbridge. Did you do any damage? That's, that's the abbreviated Damage the to the story. boat? Uh, very little damage to the boat. And you were delivering this for somebody? Did they still pay you? We were uh, we were doing it for the experience. We were not asking for. Sounds like it was um, quite an experience. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid you after you wrecked my boat either. Well. So, <laughs> so tell me what, why, why would anybody want to join a sailing club in general? To sail. Well, sailing's part of it, but I, I yeah. think part of it too is what would you say friendships, people you meet. Well, other other than yourself, I've made a lot of friends in this club. So, uh, in fact, I've I've got friends in this club who are as dear to me as family members. I mean, um, sailing, like any activity, is about the people that you're with um, more so than anything. Um, I happen to love to sail because there is something very special about wind and water and, and being out on um, God's great creation and, and being out there and enjoying it. But it's certainly much more enjoyable when you're, when you're with friends. I think, you know, we, I know last year we did that trivia mo movie with Captain Ron, and I think they capture so well when they shut the engine off and, and the boat was under sail, that feeling. If anybody's never seen that movie, that feeling, it, it's just, it's just awesome. And they really captured it. Do you have to learn a lot of knots to sail? Um, not really. Um, I would say uh, the bowling knot and a, and a half hitch, and that's a figure eight knot. And, and you're probably um, probably pretty good with, with those three. I mean, the more you know, obviously, the better. Plus, you can really impress people with your knot knowledge. True. If you, if you were a knot, what kind of knot would you be, Phil? I would be a figure eight knot. Phil, I'm disappointed. I was pick, thinking of a garlic knot myself. But <laughs> anyhow, do you think this is a place for young people? Are you guys getting more young people coming in the club now? Well, define young. Are we talking junior sailors or are we talking well, sailors I under mean, 30? It, it's no secret that in the past we've had probably a lot of our members were probably 60 plus. And now we're seeing a lot of them, the age range really going down. Um, what do you think the attraction is for the younger people I, coming I, in? I really think that there are two things that are driving that are driving uh, membership in our club. Because our membership is up this year uh, pretty substantially. And that was driven. What got them in the building was our adult sailing program. We had uh, 30 in the spring, 30 in the fall um, students. And, and I think we're 
topping over a dozen that have actually joined the club. Is that expensive, Phil? You mentioned the sailing. Is that an expensive thing for somebody to do that, um, you know, the sailing lessons? No, it's $95 per person. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, But uh, so we have had this year a lot of people in the in their 20s and in their 30s that have joined the club. And and I really think it's been driven by by two things. First of all, I think the fact that COVID is over, people want to get out there and be doing something. And the fact that um, sailing is an out, outdoor activity um, means that you're probably a little safer than an indoor activity with all the variants, the COVID variants out there. But people have been locked up for so long, I think they want to get out and they want to do stuff. And the other thing that I think has, has driven uh, people to sailing, and especially younger people, if we want to say maybe 35 and younger, is that it's a green sport. I mean, younger people seem to be much more in tune with environmental concerns uh, than people who are middle-aged or, or elderly. And I think it's very appealing to people in that age group that I just talked about, that this is a green sport. I mean, I put in my, I actually own two boats. My little boat, I probably put two gallons of gasoline a year in. My big boat, maybe 10 gallons of gasoline a year in. So, I mean, it's a very green sport and it's very appealing, I think, to people uh, in that regard. And obviously, I mean, marine fuel now is close to six bucks a gallon. So, um, even power boaters are starting to look at, at sailing as a way to get out on the water that's a little less expensive for your operation than, um, than driving a big diesel or gasoline motor on a, on a power boat. I've noticed myself that the new people that do come to the club, and I remember when we joined, are, are accepted very well. And uh, we're really open here to having new people come in. You know, come in, you can check us out. Um, Tell me, other than running into the bridge, what would you say the dumbest thing you ever did while sailing? Uh, dumbest thing? Well, I went aground uh, recently. A, a friend of mine, um, uh, we were taking him out. He hadn't been sailing in quite some time. And we got about four of us were out there and we were just we were talking and laughing and reminiscing. And we were sailing in an area that I had actually never been been in before and I don't even think I had the depth sounder on mm-hmm. on my boat and the next thing I know we're we're sitting uh we're sitting aground and we're probably a grand and we were supposed to meet our wives for dinner and we're sitting aground for about half an hour so how did you get off uh eventually mother nature helped us okay yeah okay. mother nature helped us uh we got some swells that lifted us off um, okay we also let we didn't have all our sails uh out so we let the sails out so that made the boat heel over a little bit and so that helped uh helped get us off the off the grounding now i know you do a lot of sailing on on lake erie around the great lakes what would you say is your favorite destination to sail to uh, on the great lakes oh um Middle Bass Island State Park. It is very nice there, very quiet. Yeah, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic marina. It's run by the state of Ohio. 
Uh, it's a water taxi ride to Putin Bay if you want to go to Putin Bay. But then, well, when not you this get, year. Right? Well, yeah, but <laughs> but then if you but then when you want to go back to your marina, it's a it's a relatively quiet marina. Yep. Yep. What would you say your overall favorite place you ever sailed was? It doesn't have to be on the Great Lakes, but anywhere you've gone in the world that you've had opportunity to sail. Well, um, Nassau and the Bahamas. What was so great about that? Well, let's first of all, if you've ever been to the Bahamas, it's crystal clear water there. The people are friendly. The food is great. Um, the winds are, are, are pretty consistently good there. Um, I actually was on a repositioning cruise uh, with a topsail schooner that was out of Jacksonville. Uh, and we sailed there um, and it took us, uh, we did a lot of motor sailing actually, because there wasn't a lot of wind. What does that mean? Motor sailing for those, maybe the other, maybe that one of the three people that actually listened to this, what is motor sailing? Mean? Well, remember my answers were three because I was, I was in tune with the three people listening that is to true. the podcast. My wife, so. Lisa, your wife, Mary, to make sure we don't say their names. So uh, right. we already blew that. But right. anyways, go ahead. So what motor, is motor, motor sailing? sailing motor sailing is uh, when you are out sailing and you're trying to get from point A to point B within a certain period of time and you um, the wind is light you can sail and get there but it's going to be an extended period of time or you can also turn the motor on and uh, and then you would be uh, un partially under motor, partially under sail. I isn't it important when you're motor sailing to stress to the person at the tiller that they need to stay on the course and not go the direction that that is fastest? Sometimes I've there's been anyways. I'm called. Well, if you're motor sailing, you're still sailing, so you still want to have the sails full, which means you may not be able to point directly at your destination. Okay, well, I I sense that you have personal experience with us. <laughs> well, we we will leave, we will leave that one go. Hey, right now we are moving into winter, and I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Does this club do anything in the winter? I mean, other than I've heard there's a few ice boaters, and maybe we'll talk about that another time. But what what does the club do in the winter? Well, we have a huge uh, starting in January, a uh, huge euchre. Um, program that we we fill up the club um every friday night for euchre and it's very uh it, well it's it's friendly but it's also pretty competitive uh so we do that we've had uh we've had movie night here recently um we've had um uh, a band in here on friday nights who's very good by the way yeah edisto is the name of the band um uh, like I said, we've had movie night in the past. We've run trivia, which I may do again. I'm when we talked earlier about wearing many hats. One of my other hats is uh, being the trivia master. So we may have a couple trivia nights as well. We've had game night before where we brought in board games and played board games. Um, so there's constantly something going on at the club. We're not just a summertime club. There's always events going on at the club. Um, we're going to have a, um, uh, we're going to do some Christmas caroling, I believe around Christmas time. Um, there is a Halloween party too, I believe also. So we have, we have events, um, uh, pretty much year round. We try to have at least one or two events, uh, per month and, um, 
hopefully even more than that, you know, once a week have an event. Um, obviously, during the summertime, with the building being uh, occupied a lot by by sailors, we have a tendency to do more things in the summertime. But uh, there are things going on year round at the club. So if somebody was interested in joining Jolly Rogers Sailing Club, tell us, wh- where is the club located? Well, we're on Edgewater Drive in Point Place. Um, actually, the best way to contact us, because once again, it's a volunteer club. That means we're not open every day. The best way to contact us is through our website, which is www. Jolly Roger Sailing Club.com, and that'll put you in contact with uh, our membership uh, chairperson, Chad Roper, or our assistant um, membership chairperson, um, Mary Alderman. One of the two of them will get back in contact with you. And if you want to just come by and make an appointment to come and see the club and see what we have to offer. Um, we can get one of the officers and one of the other members to meet you out here and we can take you around and show you what we have here. How would somebody know, like if there was an event going on, they just wanted to, you know, pop in and see what's going on. How would they know what was going on? Where would they go to look? The The best place to, uh, to get up to date events uh, happening at the club is uh, our Facebook page. So if you go on Facebook and you search Jolly Roger Sailing Club, obviously will pop up and and that that would keep uh, pretty up to date with the uh, things that are going on at, at the club okay well i want to thank you phil for coming out and uh uh telling us about jolly roger hopefully this will uh, help some people know more about the club and maybe some people will come out and visit us and um I'm going to try to do this again, maybe, and see if we can have our, our Commodore on to talk with us next time. And uh, the first female Commodore in the history of Jolly Roger, maybe we can get her to come out. So if you're not doing anything, uh, check check us out online on Facebook. And um, the house band that we have here is fabulous. Uh, they are fun. And if you're just looking for a night to come out, um, have some great food, Stephanie and the kitchen people. Um, I'm sure I'm going to leave somebody out. I shouldn't have probably singled her out, but uh, does a wonderful job. And um, also you come, you give a donation, you get some food. We also have a, uh, an open bar you can come and sit at and listen to some great music. So um, thanks. And if you have any suggestions on maybe something you might want to hear about the club or just a name, we don't even know what we want to call this at this time. The podcast. The podcast. How about three is the answer? Three. How about here's the question. Do penguins have knees? Three. (laughs) You know, penguins do have knees, by the way. I I did not know that, Ted. That's important. All right. That's it? Still running?